And I am so excited to have an amazing family on. Uh, you may know them if you follow them on Instagram, Facebook, or any other social platform, or their own website, LarsWithLatitude.com. So excited to have you guys and just take a minute from the busy life of wherever in the world you guys are at to uh, take a minute and kind of share your story. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Mel and this is Luke. We have four children. Leander is 17, Cohen is 12, Josie is eight, and Rory is four. We have been full-time RVing for five years now. Leander just left for college, so we're down to three kids in the house. And we also have a dog, Apollo, and a cat named Zeus. So for me, you know, guys, like, you know, we kind of talked a little bit offline. So many people, so just to give everyone context again, the Where's Willie podcast, my whole being with uh, my employer, Heartland RV, is only seven months. And in that seven months, I spent a lot of time, you know, on LinkedIn, where everybody's chasing that dream, the corporate job, the picket fence, the big house, the neighborhood, everybody mows their lawn on Tuesday. And what people are telling me is, hey, Will, you know, this, this, uh, these people you're meeting, it's not reality. Well, I beg to differ. So why don't we do this? At what point in your guys' life, raising your family, did you guys realize that, hey, something is missing when we live in this neighborhood? And what was it where you guys said, we're going to do what a lot of people don't believe can be done? That's a great question. So we had been living a normal life. We had the American dream about, I think, 10 years. So we both had jobs, we were working full time, and we started homeschooling about seven years ago. I think that when we started homeschooling, we're actually unschoolers. We kind of had to rethink what education looked like. And when we started breaking all that down, we started to realize that our life didn't have to look a certain way. It didn't have to fit into the box that society said it did. When we started homeschooling, we didn't even know anyone who did. So that was a huge jumping off point for us. So after a couple of years of doing that, a couple of vacations where we're like, oh, it'd be so nice to do this all the time. <laughs> and like, yeah, right. That can't work for us. And working through some serious negative mindset issues like, okay, other people can full-time RV, but there's no way we could do that. We didn't have jobs that could go on the road. Nothing really fit until one day Luke looked at me. He's like, but why not? If other people can do it and figure it out, then we should be able to, too. So that began, that was September, 2015. And that began the purging and selling off of all our stuff. Luke took a job transfer to Houston within the company he was working for. He is was an EHS manager, and he worked for Dr. Pepper Snapple Group back then. So he took a job transfer from St. Louis to Houston. So we're from like Southern Illinois, and we sold everything. We sold our house. We sold everything in it. And when we moved to Houston, we moved into like a rental RV while we waited for our house to sell. So we knew we were going to be RVers, but we still didn't have a job that would get us actually rolling down the road. We just knew, okay, this is our opportunity to make a big change. So we went for it. Of course, we found out I was pregnant two hours after he accepted the job transfer, <laughs> which threw a loop in the whole thing. And so we waited till after I had the baby and after our fourth uh, baby, Rory, was born. Actually, two weeks before he was born, we bought our Heartland Twerk. RV 2015 Heartland Torque RV and we moved into it. So we brought Rory home to that RV the same day he was born. And then Luke started looking for travel jobs pretty quickly. Within a year, we were on the road then 
fully. We took lots of trips like within Texas and we took trips to Colorado and Utah and stuff. Um, we took trips back home to Illinois, but we weren't like fully traveling until then. And the caveat is he wanted to work remotely, but we couldn't find anything in his industry that uh, would get us completely remote. So he took a travel job, which meant we were on the road, we were traveling, the kids and I were getting to explore and do things, but we were still kind of going where the job needed us to be. And also Luke was having to go into work every day still, and we wanted him home with us. So we did that for three years. It wasn't until this past fall where Luke got a remote position within the company he was working for. And now we're on to new endeavors, which Luke can kind of right. explain. So yeah, working the remote, you know, there's no going back after that. So yeah, we're starting our own uh, venture, Lumel EHS. So we're starting a, a recruiting business and contract staffing specifically for the EHS niche and really the construction industry, general industry, doesn't matter if they have an uh, environmental health and safety need. I want to be the one recruiting and staffing for that. So that's the road we're going down right now. Yeah, he's doing that. And then, of course, I'm blogging on LarsWithLatitude.com and plugging away on Instagram, trying to inspire families to get out in nature and explore an adventure together, no matter what that looks like, even if it's their own backyards or on the road like we're doing. So. So what I love about your story and, you know, anybody that goes to LarsWithLatitude.com, you guys have been authentic since day one. You've never once said it was easy. So, you know, I've got a couple of questions. You know, I want to talk about the EHS niche. But before I get to that, I want to go back to, again, this whole experience. You made the decision. You've been very, very clear. It isn't easy. Learning to live on the road, becoming, you know, certified meteorologist, right? Always watching the weather. <laughs> For the people that are listening, for the people that say, oh, you know, we would love to travel or we're working really hard because our employer gives us four paid weeks vacation. Is that enough? What would you say, looking back, separate from the adversity and the challenges, because Lord knows you had them, what, what is probably the, the, the most singular thing that both of you could agree on to say, it's all been worth it? Has it just been what you've been able to see as a family? Do you feel that you got you and your family are closer because of this? What is probably the biggest gain you see in truly embracing this lifestyle? So I think for me, it's twofold. It's hard to say one thing, but one of the things is we went on the road because we wanted to expose our children to the world. We wanted to hands-on, not just reading about it. So as unschoolers, we want to be out there experiencing things and exposing them to as much as possible. So that has been wonderful. The togetherness, the experiences, it's just, there's no other way to live at this point. We can't imagine going back. Also, I think that our family has had so much growth and this was unexpected. We didn't expect to have so much personal growth and then growth as a family and the way that we work together and talk through things, the resilience that is built through the challenges. It's not like, oh, we were hoping to have all these challenges, but we have. And it's really caused us to look deep, think about who we are, how we react to things, how we react to each other, how we communicate. It's right. been really amazing. For sure. Personal growth. I mean, is the biggest thing, you know, all that you talked about the adversities and they make you who you are and going down this, whether it be the RV or personal life or other issues, you know, 
nice house and we had a big bathtub and a garden and you know we had lots of friends and we had lots of schedules to meet but freeing us up and having I mean we really do feel like we are living freedom and it has been life-changing and it's so hard to imagine going back to a community where you feel anchored and you only have this specific amount of time to go and even just have dinner as a family or to do the things and see the things that you want to see on vacation. It's just a much different way to live. And it's one that we are holding on to. That's why we've been doing it for five years and we don't want to look back. So I don't want to get too controversial, but you know, as I've gotten to know more and more people. So I grew up in a normal school curriculum. And then after high school, I went off to college and then I traveled a little bit, and then I started working. I'll just say this. There is that method of of school. But do you feel that your kids have gained substantially more with the lifestyle or unlearning or the learning curriculum that you've been able to provide them through the open road and traveling throughout North America? Well, absolutely. We already were unschoolers before we left. And it's all about exposing your kids to as much as possible. Unschooling isn't like a hands-off approach where you just let kids do whatever they want all the time. You're actually partnering with them. And in my opinion, it actually is a little bit easier because there isn't this like curriculum that's written out telling you what to do. Your kid is throwing new ideas and questions at you all of the time. And it's chasing those rabbit holes. But we don't really see as unschoolers, we don't see learning and life as like two separate entities. We see it all as one. And so if our life is on the road, think of the magnitude of things they're being exposed to in comparison to living in Edwardsville, Illinois in one place their whole life. It's so eye-opening. For instance, my 12-year-old has an obsession with war history right now because the past three falls, we've explored New England. And so we've done the Freedom Trail and we've been to the Historic Triangle and we've, we've explored all these places. And he now reads books and watches documentaries all the time on war history, which I don't think he would have probably been into. I mean, he might have, but not, I mean, when you're standing in these battlefields and you're standing in these places, it's a different, it's so different. The amount of information that I don't think the kids are taking in and then we reflect on it and talk about it or look up a picture later on and or we see something on, you know, or watch a documentary on Netflix and they talk about it in detail. Stuff that I don't I didn't even know that even happened, except that they were paying attention. They're reading it. They were, you know, listening to the park rangers explain about it. It's great. I like the the saying that with the unschooling, you know. They're the fire and we're the fuel. So, you know, and I, and I kind of want to build this up again for the listeners. So if we, if we take everything in buckets, you're proving you can be a parent traveling full time. You're proving that your kids can get educated while traveling full time. The next question that, again, I think a lot of people will just have this innate fear of is, oh, but if we give this up, you know, my husband or my wife or my significant other or my partner, they're not going to have insurance. Can you guys, you know, prove that as incorrect, that you guys have insurance, you take care of the health and the well-being of both yourselves and your children? Yes. Well, it's been kind of unique for us because when we first went full-time, he was working travel jobs. And with travel jobs, you always have 
insurance. So that is actually something we are newly navigating. So we can't exactly answer that question because we're transitioning to that ourselves and doing research about it. Yeah. And it's, you know, and that's a great option for a lot of people. You know, we played it safe, right? We went to Houston, we literally rented an RV and stayed in it before we went on. And then we stayed there for quite a bit of time. And then we got travel jobs where we're moving across the United States Maybe not, you know, obviously not as fast as the full-time remote people that are making it happen, but it was definitely the safer bet. So, you know, anybody willing out there, you know, that wants to do it, but not sure, you know, that's a good safe bet because you know, you'll have employment. Yeah. We talk all the time about how we kind of took baby steps into this lifestyle. We already homeschooled, so we didn't have to learn that up front. And then we moved into the rental one to see what kind of RV we liked before we bought it. And then we got to live in one, but we stayed in one spot most of the time. And then his first travel job, we moved every month or two. Sometimes we were in a spot for like three months. So then he took a job where we moved every two weeks. So we've kind of got to baby step into all of these things. I cannot imagine some of these people are just like, they sell it all within two months. They're in the RV. Now they're homeschooling and they're having to learn how to repair an RV and take care of it and do all of it at once. And they're traveling really quickly. That to me, I've heard a lot of stories of burnout that way because people get tired. It's exhausting to learn all that, like the learning curve of doing this. And then also, I think that's probably why we're still on the road because we've we've got to learn a little bit at a time. And now we're fully remote and we're traveling every two weeks to the places we want to be in the locations we want. But we, yeah, we paid our dues and we did, we did a lot of thinking outside the box to make it work for us. Awesome. And so now I want to build up to, you know, the last bucket as a parent of children myself, I want to work. So I get paid so they can have things and be taken care of. Right. So you have this great new job and I want to talk about the EHS niche, I guess, for me, because I'm not privy to the acronym, what is EHS? What is that that job and then the recruiting process? And then is this, you know, for everybody listening, we are coming off, you know, we're stepping out from the learnings of the pandemic. More and more people, I think, do want more remote living, maybe not remote to the standpoint of living in an RV, but they want the ability to just you know, they've been able to do that, right, in a lot of capacities. So does the EHS niche allow that lifestyle? And can you just kind of talk a little bit about it? Well, it's allowing it so far. <laughs> we just started the we just started the business. So we're getting uh, we're getting a lot of clients uh, coming in right now, and hopefully a lot more in the future. So but EHS stands for environmental health and safety. So a lot of facilities, construction projects, uh, a lot of general industry, you know, Heartland, I'm sure the facilities all have an environmental health and safety or, or a mix of uh, those roles in their factories. And it's a, it's a niche within the companies, right? We can sell product, we can put product together, and usually there's this one standoff group that's responsible for the regulatory, whether that be EPA or OSHA, you know, and they're responsible for that. Through my experience, I have a, a variety of experience in a lot of industries, you know, the top leadership really doesn't understand what goes on and what's needed inside of that role. So they're always looking for help. And and then that's what I'm trying to capitalize on is my experience in getting the, the appropriate people in there that can help the company. 
people are looking for travel type jobs to kind of get their foot feet wet with RVing and living on the road and going to see new places. Some of the coolest places we've seen have been in the middle of nowhere where we were like, why do we have to go here? And then we had to go there and we saw a different part of our country from a different perspective than we ever thought. For sure. So I, we really do try to tell people get a travel job. Like it is so cool. Yes. They're telling you what state you have to be in or, or and all that. So it's, it gets frustrating over time, but at first it really is a good way to get started. And so Luke's able to help match people and companies with these types of jobs. Yep. So, so let's put that out there now then for any of the listeners. So if, so two questions, so if you're a company, what type of companies are you looking to have partner with Lumel EHS? Uh, construction and general industry for right now. We're definitely wanting to help those companies out, bring value to the EHS position. And then if you are a prospect looking for that kind of a career and they go to Lumel EHS for help, what would make a, a qualified candidate? Just, you know, again, for the listeners. Well, it depends on the client too, okay. because, you know, you get the clients and we interview those and we, we ask what culture they have. Okay. What, who the hiring manager is, who they're going to report to, what's their leadership style. If it's very black and white by the book, that's the candidate I'm going to be looking for, right? If they want outside the box thinking, more of a continuous improvement background, you know, that's the candidate. So it's all about the client and what their needs are. So, you know, there really isn't this expert, you know, one, one size fits all. It's really client driven. And I'm, that's why I just want to be the best matchmaker I can with that client and that candidate. And that's why I love you guys. So for anybody listening, if you're friends, family, you are looking for a career in the environmental health and safety, I suggest you check out Lumel EHS. If you are somebody that wants to change the way you live and you know embrace a new approach, get to know Mel and Lars with Latitude, they can be a huge resource for education, health, life on the road, maintaining your RV. You know, the one thing I will say with both of you present, of course, I thank you and appreciate you for who you selected as the brand of your RV. I tell everybody openly and honestly, we are far from perfect, but we are trying to listen and just do better moving forward. One of the challenges of us as an industry is we're a very strong manual labor. I don't make any excuses, but I have learned from a lot of campground folks that it doesn't matter what the brand is beyond the marketing and others saying that one's more superior than the other. Everyone unfortunately has problems. And a lot of it I think has to do with the process in which they are built, the amount of timeline of durability testing. And then when they go on uncharted roads, they all have different experiences. So that being said too, I really want to implore anybody that's listening because you guys, again, from day one, everything that I see, LarsWithLatitude.com, you wear your heart on your sleeve. You've been transparent, just like in the interview when I asked about medical. It's something that you guys are learning about. And I'm sure that you can be a tremendous resource for people that want to slowly step into it or some people that say to hell with it, we're selling everything and we're going to go full speed and call Mel and apologize later. I fully agree for people to go uh, full time, no matter what that looks like. <laughs> so, so this is my lead up question then here towards the end of our interview. Everything that we've talked about, you have a beautiful family. You guys in your own life's journey already have seen more of the world than I have. And I had the privilege of traveling you know, from Pictactica, Israel, all the way to Japan and most places in between, but at very, very short periods. So 
I love your guys' story. I love your truth. And I love how much that you guys are willing to help people while you're still managing life as two loving parents. So kudos to both of you. My question now then is, in addition to your success and growth with Lumel EHS, as well as you know your guys' growth on all the social platforms with Lars with Latitude, what does the future look like for you? You just said you know you you've been blessed to have one of your children go off to college. You've got two more, three more to go. Three more. <laughs> three more to go. You know, do you guys just kind of look at okay, we're going to continue you know building what we're building, but we're just looking kind of at our calendar and the travels we're going to go to in the next year. So we like to look at life. Well, now that we're living so far outside the box, we've reflected a lot on how we used to live, which was such a normal life, that we see life now instead of just one long chapter, it were like uh, many chapters. So we have a lot of dreams and a lot of goals for life. But as of right now, we don't see an end in sight for our being. We certainly want to see all the states, which we haven't yet. When we started five years ago, we said the Pacific Northwest is first on our list and we still haven't got there, but we are like a week away from Oregon. So (laughs) we're almost there. And we want to see Alaska. We want to spend the winter in Baja again, which we did last winter. So we have a lot of plans for the next year or two, for sure, where we're going to keep our being. And we we would love to do more things. We talk about owning wineries and berry farms and uh, wow. homesteading. We talk about we talk about tra- world travel, taking the RV um, to Europe and doing doing things like that. So we've even talked about sailing, but neither one of us have sailed. So who knows? <laughs> well, I don't think that you guys would be scared to try it. So I want to thank you both for being a guest of the Where's Willie podcast and sharing a little bit of your story. And I kind of want to close with you guys. So if people want more information with, you know, following your journey, you know, getting Q&A, getting help and support, Mel, you know, what is the best way for them to find you as far as your website and your social media platforms? So Lars with Latitude Instagram, I I spend a lot of time on there. So that's rs.with.latitude. And our website is larswithlatitude.com. Okay. So. We only have one video on YouTube, which is the RV tour. Yeah. Uh, you can find us Lars with Latitude on YouTube. But I definitely have, uh, I'm a little behind the ball, but we definitely have videos in the pipeline. We're going to start producing a lot more YouTube videos. And then if people want information about Lumel EHS, what's the best way for them to find information? Lumel, L-U-M-E-L, EHS.com. Okay. Well, I hope to have you guys back on with some more updates uh, from your life's journey. Where are you guys currently at right now? We are in Northern California. We head to the Redwoods this weekend. Wonderful. Well, I wish you guys a safe trip. I want to thank you guys so much for being a guest. And I invite everybody to follow Lars with Latitude. Thank you so much, Willie. It's been fun.